Hello, Chinese friends. Welcome to Spiritual Waimai. 欢迎来到属灵外卖 Delivering the spiritual food to you when you can't get out. 当你无法外出的时候，我们为你速递属天灵粮 This Spiritual Waimai article is a part of the series entitled "You're God's Masterpiece: The Genesis Notes." 本期属灵外卖来自特别系列。你是神的杰作，创世纪手记。Studying the book of Genesis to discover direction and hope for your awesome life. 通过研读创世纪，并联系新约的思想，为您的美好生活提供指引和亮光。Genesis chapter 18: Important visitors with a promise. If you saw God on the road, would you recognize him? What would you do? Would you fix him dinner? What would you serve? Genesis chapter 18, verses 1 to 8. The Lord appeared to Abraham near the great trees of Mamre, while he was sitting at the entrance of his tent in the heat of the day. Abraham looked up and saw three men standing nearby. When he saw them, he hurried from the entrance of his tent to meet them and bowed low to the ground. He said, "If I have found favor in your eyes, my lord, do not pass your servant by. Let a little water be brought, and then you may all wash your feet and rest under this tree." Let me get you something to eat, so you can be refreshed, and then go on your way. Now that you have come to your servant. Very well, they answered. Do as you say. So Abraham hurried into the tent to Sarah. Quick, he said, get three seahs of the finest flour and knead it and bake some bread. Then he ran to the herd and selected a choice tender calf, and gave it to a servant who hurried to prepare it. He then brought some curds and milk, and the calf that had been prepared, and set these before them. While they ate, he stood near them under a tree. Abraham's home, Mamre. Where is Abraham's tent pitched, Mamre? This is where he has been living ever since he went to Egypt and came back. The name Mamre means strength. Vigor, fatness. Abraham has been in this same spot waiting on the Lord for many years. Now something remarkable happens. Abraham's visitors. It was the hot part of the day, probably between twelve and two p.m. Time for eating and resting. Abraham received some visitors. Who are these three men? One is the Lord, and two are angels. Are they the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit? I don't know. We're not sure, but we do know at least one of them was the Lord. Alert and urgent. Fortunately, Abraham wasn't asleep. He was alert, and as soon as he saw them, he jumped into action. He was very urgent. He was hospitable, respectful, and moved quickly. The finest flour was made into bread, and the choicest calf was prepared. Abraham wanted to give them his best. Where is Sarah? After the meal, they asked for Abraham's wife by name, by her new name. Abraham did not ask how they knew her name; he just answered them. She was in the tent. The tent was not far away, and Sarah was listening to their conversation. After acknowledging Sarah, God gives the prophecy about the promised child not once, 
but twice. Genesis chapter 18, verses 9 to 15. Where is your wife Sarah? they asked him. There, in the tent, he said. Then one of them said, I will surely return to you about this time next year, and Sarah, your wife, will have a son. Now Sarah was listening at the entrance to the tent, which was behind him. Abraham and Sarah were already very old, and Sarah was past the age of childbearing. So Sarah laughed to herself as she thought, After I'm worn out and my Lord is old, will I now have this pleasure? Then the Lord said to Abraham, Why did Sarah laugh and say, Will I really have a child now that I am old? Is there anything too hard for the Lord? I will return to you at the appointed time next year, and Sarah will have a son. We are reminded at this point, again as if we forgot, Abraham and Sarah are very old. Sarah laughs to herself. Even though she has heard this promise over and over, she still is laughing and not sure she can really believe the news. And God calls her on it. But he uses this moment of Sarah's laughing to say something important. Is anything too hard? God reminds Abraham and Sarah who is in charge. The God of the universe who can do anything. God then declares there is an appointed time for this baby to be born. There is a specific time God had already chosen. Isaac would not come one day early or one day late. God had chosen the day. Abraham and Sarah could not change the day. They thought this was about them, too old. But God reminds them this son is not about them. It is about God and His plan, His appointed day. He states, for the second time, the prophecy, Sarah, not Hagar, will have a son. We might look at the situations surrounding our life and think, there is no way God's promises can come out of this. But remember, there is nothing too hard for God. Is there a situation in your life right now where you think, there's no way God can help me with this? Remember, God is in charge. Reminder of the big plan. God reminds Abraham and Sarah again, it's not about you. This is a big, big plan, much bigger than you. He reminds Abraham of the things God had told him almost 25 years ago. Genesis chapter 18, verses 16 to 19. When the men got up to leave, they looked down towards Sodom, and Abraham walked along with them to see them on their way. Then the Lord said, Shall I hide from Abraham what I am about to do? Abraham will surely become a great and powerful nation, and all nations on earth will be blessed through him. For I have chosen him, so that he will direct his children and his household after him to keep the way of the Lord by doing what is right and just, so that the Lord will bring about for Abraham what he has promised him. Subject change. Now all of a sudden the conversation makes an abrupt subject change. God decides to tell Abraham about what he will do in Sodom and Gomorrah 
In Genesis chapter 18, verses 18 and 19, God describes Abraham as a man who will direct his children to keep the way of the Lord by doing what is right and just. This is a big contrast to how God describes Sodom and Gomorrah. To God, their sin is grievous. Genesis chapter 18, verses 20 to 33. Then the Lord said, The outcry against Sodom and Gomorrah is so great and their sin so grievous that I will go down and see if what they have done is as bad as the outcry that has reached me. If not, I will know. The men turned away and went toward Sodom, but Abraham remained standing before the Lord. Then Abraham approached him and said, Will you sweep away the righteous with the wicked? What if there are 50 righteous people in the city? Will you really sweep it away and not spare the place for the sake of 50, the 50 righteous people in it? Far be it from you to do such a thing, to kill the righteous with the wicked, treating the righteous and the wicked alike. Far be it from you. Will not the judge of all the earth do right? The Lord said, If I find 50 righteous people in the city of Sodom, I will spare the whole place for their sake. Then Abraham spoke up again. Now that I have been so bold as to speak to the Lord, though I am nothing but dust and ashes, what if the number of the righteous is five less than 50? Will you destroy the whole city for lack of five people? If I find 45 there, he said, I will not destroy it. Once again, he spoke to him. What if only 40 are found there? He said, for the sake of 40, I will not do it. Then he said, may the Lord not be angry, but let me speak. What if only 30 can be found? He answered, I will not do it if I find 30 there. Abraham said, now that I've been so bold as to speak to the Lord, what if only 20 can be found? He said, for the sake of 20, I will not destroy it. Then he said, May the Lord not be angry, but let me speak just once more. What if only ten can be found there? He answered him, For the sake of ten, I will not destroy it. Then the Lord had finished speaking with Abraham. He left, and Abraham returned home. Private Conversation Abraham is alone with God for a private and very bold conversation. Abraham is almost bargaining with God. He reminds God he is just. What if there are righteous people there in Sodom? Abraham knows very well his nephew Lot and family are there. So they are probably on Abraham's mind. I don't think he is thinking about the king of Sodom. So Abraham asks, what if you find 50 righteous people in the city? Will you destroy it? God says, he would spare the city. Now Abraham goes to work. What about 45 people? 40, 30, 20, 10, even for 10 people. God says he will spare the city. At this point, God leaves and Abraham goes home. The time is coming. Abraham and Sarah are getting closer and closer to the fulfillment of the promise of a son. As they are getting closer, God's communication is coming more often and more clearly. He is reminding them of his big purpose and plan. It is not about their perfect little family. She will be a very old mother. 
It is about God's plan and God's appointed time, which is the best time. There is a reason why the baby will come on that day. Abraham and Sarah do not know why, and they don't have to. They just need to believe and trust God. It's not about them. It is about God and His wonderful plan for their lives. He will use them to bless the nations of the world. As Abraham is waiting, he is actively waiting. He is alert and ready to go. He is not sleeping, but watching and has a sense of urgency. Are we actively waiting upon the Lord's perfect timing and plan for our lives? As we wait on the Lord and His appointed days in our lives, let's not be asleep, but be alert and keep a sense of urgency. When God comes to town, I don't want to miss Him. What are some things you can do now to actively wait for God's plan in your life? How can you be alert and watch for God's presence in your life. Thanks for having some spiritual Waimai with us. We hope that you liked it and that it fed your soul. And we hope you come back for some more. We love ya.